Our world continues to change and push us in ways we have not been challenged before. On this show, we talk about these challenges, how to be aware of them, face them, and overcome them in your life. This is David Waldus, creator of the Align Living System. And I'm Nick Musica, Align Living Coach. Welcome to the Align Living System Podcast. Welcome to episode 11 of the Align Living System Podcast. Uh, today, Nick and I are going to be talking about trading in our coping mechanisms. And it builds a little bit on what we talked about last week. Last week, we were talking about uh, you know, the idea that our what's unresolved inside of us becomes the gatekeeper to our inner world. And when we try to have quiet time or downtime or just to find our, our inner self, if we don't have that space in there because it's fill, filled with unresolved ideas and thoughts and feelings, uh, trauma, then it's really hard for us to get into alignment. And so we're, we're kind of following up, uh, looking at it from that perspective of coping mechanisms. And so when we look at coping mechanisms, it's, you know, I, I think that it, we can even describe aligned living in that way where what we're doing is trading in our coping mechanisms for expansion, trading in our coping mechanisms for more freedom inside of ourselves. You know, I, I have this, um, you know, one of, one of the teachings that, that I talk a lot about, and it's in like my video course and uh, in, in the 10-week programs we get into this, is a concept I call pushing against the cage. And it's interesting when we're in alignment, when we're in that center channel and we're inside of ourselves and we're referencing off ourselves, there isn't this feeling of restriction. There isn't this feeling of running into obstacles. We feel like we have all of this expansiveness and that becomes our experience of being. But generally what we do is that when we decide something's a restriction or something's in the way or we get triggered or we get uncomfortable is we leave our center and we run to the edge of our awareness, where our awareness is being pushed back on by something else, where we're, you know, more accurately, we're pushing against it. And so it could be something we don't like. It could be a person that shows up and all of a sudden now, you know, we, we have some internal energetic conflict with them, where as soon as they walk in the room, we're, you know, they have all of our attention and our awareness, or even a, a thought we hear about something they do. All of a sudden, we're pushing against the cage. And most people spend their life there, you know, where they're, in that place where they're looking for what's not okay because they have to resolve it in order for things to be okay. And again, here's, here's the unresolved conflict. And when we're external, you know, the, the, it's just placeholders, right? Like, you know, we deal with one, the next one pops up. We deal with another one, the next one pops up. And so having compared to trying to bail the ocean with a five gallon bucket, right. And the tides keep coming in. It just keeps pushing against it. Yet when we're taking action there, it's a way for us to feel a little bit safer. It's a way for us to feel like, you know, we're taking charge of our life. We're creating these little temporary kind of breaks from it. But then the next uncomfortable thing comes in that we need to deal with. And so we spend ourselves right on the edge of our awareness where it rubs against the outer world, you know, just pushing against that cage that we're feeling that restriction. And it's kind of a... Um, a beautiful experience when we're in our alignment and we lose touch with the edge of the cage. And it doesn't mean it doesn't exist there. It doesn't mean that those things go away. It's just our awareness now is locked in the center of ourselves, which is not in touch with the restrictions at all. And it, and it creates this feeling of being extremely expanded 
And therefore, we're able to move through life a lot more freely. And a lot of those obstacles, we just move right by them because they're not relevant to us. We haven't kind of taken the bait and gone to battle with them. So I have a question. I have a question. Sure. So sure, you, sure. you said when you leave your center, mm-hmm. right? So I, I think, let me know if I get this wrong. The assumption is you, um, there's some amount of work being done, aligned living work, and mm-hmm. therefore I am centered. Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think with that context of it, and thanks, that's a great question, that clarity of, you know, and, and if we haven't ever been truly in our alignment, if we haven't let go of our push and pull with the outside world, it's probably kind of a hard thing to imagine. And so generally what we do is we fill it in with the closest thing we've had to that. And mm-hmm. so like, oh, when I feel peaceful, you mean, and sort of, you know, but there's something else that happens because it's not just feeling peaceful, like peaceful is often an absence of conflict. And when we lock in on that internal channel, on that alignment, there's like this flow of energy. There's an experience of being in there that has kind of a meditative nature to it, yet we can still be super clear and present and, you know, activated, meaning that we're like, we're very aware um, of what's going on around us and very centered and very sharp minded um, and very intuitive at the same time. And so it's kind of a complicated thing to, to explain if we, if you haven't been there, because again, this is what everybody does is they just think about the closest experience they've had to that and use that as a reference point. Um, but it's really a flow state. It's really a, a place where things are just really moving through you clearly. Um, it's not just a peaceful feeling where there's an absence of conflict. So then how do you, thanks for that clarity, David. Mm-hmm. So how, then how do you, how do you, what are the symptoms, signals of whatever the right language is? When do you know that you left your center? Yeah. Yeah. And I would say that it's usually, I mean, it's almost always some level of discomfort, right? Mm-hmm. Because when we're in our alignment, even if there's things we don't like, it doesn't feel uncomfortable. We, it, you know, it feels very matter of fact and it doesn't feel personal. So the moment we feel personal, when we can feel our emotions re- in response to to outside stimulus or to our own thoughts or whatever. Um, and again, it doesn't mean that we're not processing our emotions from that aligned place, but we can process them without being dragged out into the world with them. And and, and so, uh, you know, I, I think discomfort and emotional response are, are usually the two biggest indicators and, and particularly negative feelings. Like when we're in alignment, we don't really feel like this, uh, you know, that heaviness or, um, you know, anything that's pulling you down, it's always an indicator that you've, you've slipped out of your own internal awareness because in that internal awareness, there is some level of understanding of the synchronicity and the flow of things where things don't feel personal or internally disruptive in the same way. And it gives us the ability to navigate them so much cleaner. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But, but, and, (laughs) and so so I'm just trying to put the pieces together. Mm -hmm. So, so from the, from the place of practicing aligned living, that feels more true. Mm-hmm. But then from the place of, oh, I know what you're talking about, David, this aligned living thing, I've heard you, it, it's the first time I'm hearing about it, this the scenario, yeah. right? And so you mentioned, I feel peaceful. Mm-hmm. Peaceful sort of, at least the way I interpreted when you said it was, if I haven't been doing this work, then peaceful is sort of the space in between me being emotional. Yeah, yeah, that's a great way of putting it, right? And 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 I I would say that when we're 
in kind of normal peacefulness rather than aligned peacefulness, right. we we require things to be okay around us. And so does your state of mind require things to be okay around you? Um, and the moment then we're not okay with things around us, we, the peacefulness is gone. And so that's what puts us at the mercy of our surroundings. And so we get really good at, at ignoring or pushing away, but this isn't ignoring mm. or pushing away. Like it's really bizarre because from alignment, you can look right at stuff and go, yeah, I'm not okay with that but we don't lose our peacefulness. We don't right. lose that flow and that awareness, which is a really important distinction. Right. So you have a, you have, your come from is way more grounded and more productive. Yeah. 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 You don't get stuck in something, right? There's that right. next right action that shows up. And, and usually emotional responses are not really creating a next right action. They're creating, you know, more emotional we're, response. Yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> we're living through something unresolved. Right. Because generally, like an emotional response means that there's something unresolved. And of course, we all have stuff that's unresolved. And it's important. You know, it's not like, you know, we have big things that happen. It's not like they're going to resolve instantly. But when emotion is an unresolved feeling, um, you know, and, and uh, you know, we talk about happiness and, and that kind mm -hmm. of uplift as well. And on, on the face of it, you know, it doesn't appear unresolved. But usually what it is, is moving from one state to another, alleviating something. And so it, it gets really tricky when you start to talk about it from that perspective, because you say, well, how could happiness be unresolved? And it, and, it, and if a lot of times happiness shows up as relief from something. It's going from a feeling of, you know, normal everyday stuff or, or not good to something more positive. And then all of a sudden we have this uplift. And it feels different when we're alignment, when we're in our alignment, because it's not it's not starting from something that's pulling us around like that happiness is a feeling of like, like it just has a clarity to it. That's different. And it's a really hard thing to explain without the experience of it. Yeah. Because um, you know, like what does that mean to say it when we're happy and we're in alignment, it's just, it's like this incredible clarity rather than this kind of fuzzy feeling of, I just feel these good emotions. I'm not sure what's going on. Um, but it, it's, it's really hard to wrap our head around without the experiential aspect of it. I mean, what I think you keep describing, let me know if I get this wrong, is <clears throat> when you're doing the aligned living work, there's a different level of consciousness. And from that place, things just are experienced differently. Yeah. hundred percent. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. Good, succinct. Um, okay. and, and it's more stabilized. And so like, well, why, you know, why would you want to experience happiness from alignment? from that higher consciousness than a normal happiness. And one is mm. because it's way more stabilized because we're not at the mercy of our surroundings to provide it or having to go into mental gymnastics to take ourselves into a place. It's, it's more of a natural occurrence there. And fulfillment is, is probably what it leans a lot more towards um, than, than maybe what you describe as happiness, but it's just this very clear feeling of everything's really good. Got it. That's helpful. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And so you can see how, you know, when we, when we bring the conversation back to the idea of coping mechanisms, mm. that when you're in alignment, like you can't bring your coping mechanisms there because coping mechanisms say, you know, there's something going on here. And now I've found this technique that I use in order to cope with what's going on to able to, so they can stabilize myself so that it's not pushing and pulling me, pulling me. So it's not either generating an emotional response or creating an action from me or distracting me. I have this coping mechanism that I've created 
um, whether it's in my own world or the way that I engage with the outer world, um, that helps me stabilize all this. And so in alignment, we don't need it. So, so, so asking a question for a friend, um, <laughs> would you say that possibly snarkiness and <laughs> making, um, or jokes would be an example of a coping mechanism. Again, asking for a friend. <laughs> yeah. Is that friend me? Right. <laughs> and oh. it's, it's funny. It's, it's one of the things like Nick and I were talking about this not too long ago that, you know, there's coping mechanisms where we're like, oh, I'm so glad not to have that anymore. You know, like, and usually it's discomfort based, but we we're both talking about our sense of humor. And, you know, one of the coping mechanisms that we've both created in our lives is around, you know, kind of making fun of or poking fun at uh, or mocking, you know, parts of society that are really challenging to to us. And so we can alleviate some of that challenge by becoming playful about it, as opposed to just not letting it bother us. Right. And, and it's been a hard one to let go of because I'm like, you know, we're both like, well, yeah, but we're pretty good at that. And we're funny and it feels good to like laugh. But again, here's the funniness. Here's the, the playfulness in this emotional kind of twisted state where it's all kind of wrapped around something that doesn't feel good. And it keeps us all engaged with it versus in our alignment. We can just go, okay, that's how that is. I'm not uncomfortable with that being how it is. If I, if I get uncomfortable with it, how it is now I get to enact my coping mechanism of making a joke about it or mm -hmm. of, you know, mocking it or, or whatever it is, because now I can diffuse it a little bit inside myself, give it a place to be that doesn't feel so bad. And now I can operate forward and I'm feeling amused now instead of irritated. Again, great technique if that's all you have. And, you know, for years, that's all I had. That's all, you know, like, and then moving into our alignment, we go, oh, okay, that's just how it is. You know, the, that person's operating the way they are. Here's where I'm operating from. It doesn't need my attention. It doesn't need my energy. It doesn't need my distraction. I'm moving forward. I'm finding fulfillment in what I'm doing rather than finding enjoyment in mocking or spoofing or whatever, being snarky about that silliness that's happening out there. And it's I, like, I find in myself being a little bit addictive almost, right? Like, cause it's like, it's something that I've always done my, my whole life as a coping mechanism. And yeah, right. Like, why would I want to give that up? I'm actually, I'm good at that. Yeah. And, it, and it's funny as shit. No. <laughs> right. 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 So, okay. So, so here's, so here's a scenario mm -hmm. and let's, let's, and only because I live in California, you know, what the California driving's like, people say, oh, it's not that great over here too. Whenever I talk to him, but I'm like, I think it's worse here. I think it is. Yeah, I know. I'm like, don't even try. Like yeah. I've lived a lot of places. Don't, don't try to tell me that California driving is not. Right. So, so they're, <laughs> not, they're not a league of its own. There you go. Making a, fun of it. This is uncomfortable. Right. I, I need a coping mechanism here. <laughs> so here, here's the situation. So what I'm trying to understand is in this situation, how do I show up with a snarky, humorous uh, coping mechanism versus how I could react to it from a, a better place of alignment. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So for example, down the street here, there's a left-hand turn signal. Only, I can feel you already getting right? enjoying like, and then here's what these idiots <laughs> do. Right. And so I'm not going to get so mad at them because I'm going to find it funny so that I don't road rage and run them off the road. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I mean, that was going to be the next 10, 15 seconds of what I was going to say <laughs> or how I would say it. Um, and, and so there's a left-hand turn lane. Mm -hmm. 
um, which is very straightforward. However, it's not straightforward to get into it when the right-hand lane, immediate right-hand of that, mm. has cars in that lane, and they leave 10 feet of space in between. Yeah, yeah, the invisible, right. the invisible car length. Right, right, a right. Very, and now yeah. you're stuck on the up other side of the light, mm-hmm. so you couldn't even get to that right hand lane yeah. because you know there's there's one car then 10 feet then one car then 10 feet yeah. right and yeah. and so and, and they're and they're and we need to judge them because they're not in their awareness that there's somebody waiting behind them with their signal on and, and they're not awareness. sliding forward Nothing. because they're so caught right. up in their own stupid world instead of helping you right. get where you need to be or somebody else yeah this is what i'm saying and this is where the <laughs> the anger and the snarky the anger on a bad day yeah snarky on a better day mm-hmm. humorous on a better day than that comes out Mm-hmm. Um, and you can make a joke about blah 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 license, blah 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 crackerjack box, or blah 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 California, or you yeah. know, like or the invisible woman being in the car in front, or the oh, invisible that's a man good one. being in the car. In yeah, front of you. that's a good yeah. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or you know, like the the gas pedal being an optional function in that car in that year, or what whatever it was, you know. Yeah, all good coping mechanisms. All all right? good ones. Uh, versus just keep me from moving to anger. <laughs> versus a more appropriate response would be would be what. Um, when I'm in my alignment, what I do is I cross the double yellow line and go around the outside of them and just get up in the turn lane myself. <laughs> but that's just me. I wouldn't advocate for that. I, well, uh, yeah. And I, I've gotten a ticket for <laughs> failure to keep left anyway, or fail, failure to keep right is what it was. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, one of those, like, and, and this is an interesting thing, right? I'll, and then what I find inside myself, here's the battle and the coping me- where I want to engage a coping mechanism mm. is sometimes I'll get frustrated by the awareness and the consciousness of humanity. Cause why is it that every time, and I know the light you're talking about, and I know the turn lane and you know, every time I've left your house, <laughs> I, it's that same experience, right? So, so glad I don't live there. Um, <laughs> and so, right. We look at it and we go, well, look, interesting. These aren't the same people that were here last time. There's something going on for, kind of the normal consciousness of humanity where they get up there, they leave 10 feet between cars each time. They don't pull up. The light's going to turn guaranteed, almost guaranteed that at least one of them is going to still be texting and not go. And then like you sit through a five minute light and and that is the experience of it. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, and I, and I think this is probably one of the challenges thing, most challenging things I've had is how do we accept what is, Right, because that shit's not going to change right now. No, it doesn't and change. and so you know, it's not like the same five cars are there every time waiting for you to pull out so that they can create that problem. It's it's an issue with consciousness. It's it's like an issue with awareness and being caught up in their own inner world. And so, do we spend our life being angry about that and going, well, that's most mm-hmm. of the population, um, particularly in that <laughs> specific area of the country, um, <laughs> that you know that they're they're not sitting there going, how do I make the world around me better? How do I make this uh, a smoother go for other people? You know, and you see it all the time, like, you know, where the light will turn or getting ready to turn and you can feel like you're going to make it through the turn lane and the car slows down in front of you because they realize they've made it and they're not worried about the people behind them. You know, that other very strong Southern Southern California move where they're like cruising along. They're like, Oh, okay, I'm good. And then they slow way down and then you get caught in the light because they only were worried about themselves getting through. Happened Um, last night. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so again, right? Like this is that place where we're playing with our own coping mechanisms because we're trying to find fun in it. But there also just becomes a certain amount of going, this is how things are. It's not one person that does this. There's a cultural component to it. 
and there's a, 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 a something that's not really going to change. And so do we continue to push against that brick wall or do we accept it as it is? And, and you know, I, I think this is something that, you know, we, we can look at it from the idea of somebody who has high intelligence too. Do they accept that they have high intelligence or do they walk around the world thinking everybody else is an idiot? And, you know, the same thing when we have a high level of awareness, a high level of um, wanting to support people around us. Do we do we walk around the world going, you know what, like I'm an outlier here. I'm somebody that other people's experience means a lot more to me than most people. And so I actually really enjoy that about myself. And as an outlier, I recognize that that's not the behavior I'm going to see from other people. And so can I let go of it and, and, and operate in the truth around it? Or do I need to go into some twisted experience of, you know, like the, the super intelligent person that thinks everybody's an idiot, like how frustrating of a world to live in rather than mm -hmm. accepting their level of intelligence and recognizing that they have a lot to offer and they learn need to give grace to other people who are not there. Yeah. So, so maybe, maybe let me know if this mm -hmm. works with this framework, imagining people as uh, students in a certain level of a, of a class, mm -hmm. like, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't get mad for at, at, at a first grader for yeah. not being yeah. able to write cursive. Like, yeah. It just, yeah. 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 And that's, it, that's an analogy it, it, we it, use, right? Yeah. Is the idea of the one room schoolhouse. Right. And so that, again, that's part of the aligned living 10 week program. We'll talk about consciousness from that perspective that, you know, it's not like we're differentiated by grades and going, Oh, this person's going to have an awareness that somebody needs to get into that turn lane and they're going to adjust where they're at. And this person isn't. Like, you know, this person's in first grade and this person's, you know, in in uh, in their doctoral program. We, we don't do that. We go, you know, we all live in this one room schoolhouse th where all of our levels of consciousness are intermixed. And then we get mad at people for being in different levels of awareness, um, levels of self-development levels of because it really like what is that that self-involved? I don't really you know, like it's, I don't feel any responsibility to other people um, for my actions or or how I may be keeping them from things flowing smooth for them. I only feel like it's about me and how I want it to go. And then the person next to me is also only worried about me and how I want it to go. And so there's just all this conflict that happens like that. There's a certain level of consciousness where that happens mm -hmm. and it's very common and it's really very majority based in different areas, you know, and, and again, there's a huge cultural component to that, you know, because you don't see that in the Midwest in the same ways, you know, you don't see that even, you know, like the people talk about how busy California is, but so is New York and somehow people send to, to move through each, each other. Like there's a, there's yeah, a much more sense of, of making room. And so there's a cultural component to it. Um, but there's also a self-reflective awareness component. And, you know, when we accept that that's how it is, rather than letting ourselves just you know, get completely sideways about how other people are operating instead of recognizing our own, you know, excellence or the work that we've done. And, and, and I, I think that that is a really challenging part of living on this planet when you don't see um, a lot of people developing themselves in these ways. And then when we do, we're still living on the same planet with other people that haven't develop themselves in some in their same ways and it's not about being saying that we're perfect because we developed ourselves in some same ways but there's like we're showing up with a better version of ourselves because of it and then when other people around us aren't like we can see that as a problem where we can go gosh like i'm really growing this is really beautiful 
And I'm just going to have to accept that that's not the case for other people. Um, and, and, and it's, it's a challenging, very challenging aspect of this. I always say that like, who are the most judgmental people about uh, drinking or, or the, is the alcoholic that just quit? Right. <laughs> you know, uh, then everybody else is a loser and idiot for doing it. Right. Um, mm. you know, and not across the board, but I think it's kind of an interesting example. It's a good example like, though. Yeah. Um, you know, like, Oh, what, I get to judge yeah. you now because you're, you're doing what I wasn't, what I'm not doing today, even though I was completely controlled by it yesterday. Yeah. 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 Substitute drinking for whatever bad habit that is, is not the best. And then someone quits it and they see the fault in everyone else. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so like you can feel that bait right there, right? Like, do we just accept that and go, yeah, that's just normal human operation. Um, and it doesn't require my bandwidth to get knocked sideways. I just know how I want to show up and I'm going to keep focusing on that. And I recognize that I'm an outlier. Right. Right. So it's, um, it seems it seems like every time we have a conversation, every time we're recording, mm-hmm. the or frequently the the at the end of the chat, mm-hmm. it, I it occurs to me that the starting point is either either self or the outside world. Like it just yeah yeah always the starting point. Yeah 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 absolutely, and and so yeah I mean so coping mechanisms right like to just kind of reiterate that you know there there's such a quite often they're the best tool we have when we create them and so many of them came you know very young in our life so many came in situations that we were trapped in uh and we needed some way for it to be okay and so a lot of them are are just so natural in us like that we would not see them as bad. In fact, we often think of them as positive because they help us. Mm-hmm. And so this is where this work starts to get tricky, right? Is, and again, like same thing we were talking about, like how do I let go of getting entangled with, you know, the, the lane being blocked um, always, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and then engaging my coping mechanism of, I can feel myself getting angry. So I'm going to turn it into funny. Um, you know, what's other replacement of that? And then just fill in the blank in your life. Like, you know, where is it that there's something that isn't the way you want it to be? So, you know, I mean, it could be, uh, in, you know, engage with a, a friend or in a relationship. And so a coping mechanism is being quiet. A coping mechanism is, uh, maybe being more loud and boisterous, like trying to antagonize something. A coping mechanism could be, uh, you know, uh, kind of wilting, right? Like, and then everybody goes, oh, what's wrong? Well, that's the only way I know how to stand up to you overpowering me is I wilt and then you have to stop overpowering me and now we can have this conversation. Um, Or it could be, you know, I'm going to get really loud and obnoxious because, um, you know, I can't stand it when, you know, you're withdrawn or, you know, whatever it is, it's a response to something where we have a behavior that isn't about our clarity and our truth, but it's, it's some sort of manipulation in order to make it okay, or to try to create an outcome. Um, and, and it's, and it's so ingrained in us as we start looking at our own coping mechanisms, like it's kind of frightening because we all have them like in mm-hmm. every area of our life, because, mm-hmm you know, how often do we just go, oh, okay, here's what's happening. And here's how I need to operate in it. We go, if I go like this, it's going to create that. And, and, you know, like, um, again, like if anger comes up, I can turn it into humor. 
that's my coping mechanism to protect myself. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense a lot. Yeah. And so yeah. then it's, it's, um, it's, it's really about, I, I think, let me know if I get this wrong. It, it sounds like it's about making an explicit choice mm-hmm. in that moment. Yeah. And, and it, I say it goes beyond the choice though, too, because from alignment, like we don't need the coping mechanism anymore. We can just go, oh, that's how they're acting. I don't need to respond to it. Or this is how this is going. I'm not having an emotional response. I'm not feeling, it doesn't feel so personal to me. And quite a lot of our coping mechanisms are about things that feel personal to us. Yeah, like that yeah. guy I work with is obnoxious. It feels personal because it, I can feel it enter my space. It makes me not want to be here. It makes me feel withdrawn. It makes me, you know, whatever I'm going to do to cope with it, as opposed to, wow, that guy's being obnoxious, but it's not moving my inner world anymore. Now I actually feel kind of empowered by it. And I don't necessarily want him around me being op- being obnoxious, but I don't need to cope with it. I actually feel my own power in it and my ability to stabilize myself and let him be who he is. So is there, is there, you're, you're saying, and it makes me feel like, right. Yeah. When I'm being triggered and, and, yeah. and the coping mechanisms around that. So is that specific to the, is that a signal for when I'm responding in a, in a emotional way yeah it, yeah I, it makes yeah. me feel this way yeah right it's giving away power yeah you know? is, is there a it makes me feel this way equivalent in aligned living in the aligned living system or is it different yeah you know and it's it's funny too because again if we're still dealing in that realm of coping mechanisms we can go you know what it used to make me feel this way now i've chosen to feel this way uh now i've chosen to engage with this way i've chosen to stand up to this person or i've chosen to you know and then again more oh, interesting more coping mechanisms but from alignment like there just is a right action we're not in this back and forth it's not a battle yeah um and and again like very tricky to hold your alignment in situations that have triggered you in the past and again i don't pretend to be perfect in it but i can always tell like oh i've slid out you know, yeah. I, and again, here's a discomfort. Here's the thing I don't like. I'm having an emotional response to it. Even if my ability to overlay another feeling on top of that initial anger or resentment or frustration. And then our coping mechanism is like, no, let me seek out a better emotion over this. I'm going to make a joke about it. Okay. I diffused it. Or I'm going to get dismissive of this person. Uh, I'm going to b- judge them as a coping mechanism. Um you know, all those things out there. And, and, and it can be really scary to go, I'm going to just hold my alignment and not allow myself to trigger into the ways that I've kept myself safe or sane or nonviolent, maybe even in these, in these Hmm. situations, Um, I'm going to stay here. And and it's a very bizarre feeling because we're, we're seeing the parts move around us. We're seeing people just be who they are, act how they are, and it doesn't feel personal in the same way. And so we get to be expansive. We don't push against the cage. Going back to that original part of this conversation, right, right. we we feel locked in on ourselves. We're in our truth. We're operating uh, from our own sovereignty as opposed to in, to in response to something. Um, and for empaths, that's absolutely huge because, you know, those of us that can feel what's happening around us at such a deep level, God, like, you know, we're either get our ass kicked by it or become experts at coping mechanisms. And this is where aligned living takes all of that and turns it on its head because the coping mechanisms we're also letting go of. Got it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Cool conversation. Yeah. 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 Coping mechanisms. Yeah. It will yeah. screw you up. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they're also the greatest survival technique that you have. 100%. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and so like it's high, high level to let go of them because they have been our solution. And again, that whole piece of what got you here won't get you there. Um, and so it's a, it's a next level thing and letting go of our solution to find something that actually brings greater fulfillment, uh, is, is pretty scary. Um, so, so I, I, this just came up my brain. So it's, I, I think it's either more coping mechanisms or release them in higher consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's, that's the path. That's the decision point. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and I think people go, well, isn't that spiritual bypassing? And not when we can hold our awareness right there with it, you know, and let it all be happening, be aware of it, but also know our own truth in it. And that it's and feeling that the feeling of it is this isn't personal. That person is just doing their thing. And usually when we're get so triggered by it, it hits us in some personal way, something that feels you know, and again, that whole thing, it makes me feel this way. Mm. And then we go, oh, I'm going to work with my mindfulness. Now I'm choosing to feel different. Mm. What if we're just not entangled in that mess at all and we're holding our own alignment and that can just play out out there and we don't need to engage with it. It can just be what it is. And we're, we're showing up as ourselves. Yeah. That's the big win. And that's where the freedom is. And that's where we don't even notice the cage mm. because it disappears. Super cool. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for bringing up the cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. We're back to where we started, right? Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. Well, great conversation, man. That's uh, That was fun. Assume we've been mm-hmm. about a half hour. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, so. I, I know that I, Like when we lose track of our time, I think that's always a good sign that it's been a cool podcast. <laughs> awesome. Indeed. Indeed. So, so there is a, a form now. I know I've been talking for a while about this form that's going to be showing up. Uh, it exists now. Uh, there'll be a link in the... Hmm. Uh, in the page for you to submit your questions. What what uh, do you want us to cover or questions you have from topics we already have covered, something that felt ambiguous to, a, to you or unclear or you wanted an expansion on or you have a disagreement about? Um, you know, whatever it is, we'd love to hear from you. And I, I think that'll just make this podcast more and more interesting. All right. So link in the show notes to the forum for submitting your questions. All right. Have a great week. Uh, notice those coping mechanisms and uh, and see how they are in your life. All right. Have a great week. We hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast. And if you did, please subscribe so you can catch the next episode. If you want to learn more about the Aligned Living System and how it could support you in your life, check out davidwaldus.com. <laughs>